This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, day traders going short, hairdressers to the world of football and garbos on the recycle run. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nelson. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Yes, uh, TF Much, Orca Submariner, and our moonshot rocketeer, Cedric S. Ben Stump, A.O., torching the blindside blue paper once again. Well, yes, that is the sound of the sumpster, the familiar tang and twang of the sumpster camped in the bludging on the blindside soundproof booth here at ABC Grandstand HQ, Footy Central. Now, Australia, welcome to Bludging on the Blindside. H.G. Norson opening the dig for another set of seven. What a week. What an incredible week. Look, I'll just get this out of the road pretty quickly. A week when too much water's barely enough. Uh, I'll try and say that quicker. A week when too much water's barely enough. At least we got that out of the road. Now, the 2023 final series is swamping us. So much excitement. Unbelievable. It's unprecedented excitement. And Bludgers, as you know, the blind side focuses on not only the spirit of rugby league, but its ethical obligations. That commitment is banked, baked and banked into our DNA. And again, the EO is being challenged this month like never before and still very QT. From Volundis, Abdo, Giddyup Annesley and all the rest of the administration crew of Rugby League about what they're going to do about these stadiums that are dark for so long. I mean, it wouldn't have been hard to get a tribute act together, say, to, oh, I don't know, Masters Apprentices and put it on around Australia. You know, three or four nights here, three or four nights there. People would love it. Uh, before we probe recent results, an update from the States. Now, the 2024 Rugby League OS Spree uh, promoted NRL Unleashed will see all players accommodated off the strip. That's right, no going near Vegas. They're going to be accommodated in dongers that are normally used for incarceration of people who have just strayed across the Rio Grande on the southern border of that great country. It'll be eight to a donger, and uh, this will save the league millions in accommodation. A secure donger RV complex near the Alley Giant Stadium will mean that off-field incidents can be contained inside the razor wire, away from the prying eyes of st- and sticky beaks of locals who may not have encountered rugby league players before. And that's an absolute fact. An absolute fact. They will not have encountered professional, ticketed rugby league players before in their lives. Camp Commandant Melendez is hoping to send a detail of the New South Wales Rugby League Police, who have done such a great job curbing crime in the western suburbs of Sydney, to be on hand to bang heads and subdue energetic behaviour of our visitors to Vegas. I mean, the last thing we want to do is treat rugby league players as adults. And uh, that seems to me that the MO here is treat them like idiots. Now, remember the whole wheeze is going to show Americans that rugby league is great fun, but the fun is greater when you've snapped up value with a same-day multi on the outcome. And already, as I understand it, these are figures not confirmed by Volantis because he never talks to us. Fact, he might talk to Roy, but never talks to me, that 30,000 Aussies have signed up for the tour, the Vegas tour, the Unleashed tour. 30,000 Aussies. We've almost filled it up. 
Now, speaking of uh, the unsavoury, which we sort of were worried about who's going to do what when the boys get, i use that word advisedly, the boys get to Vegas, Cowboy Val Holmes is facing a fine of 30k and has lost his spot on the kangaroo plane due to being snapped with a bag of white dangling from the lower lip. I look at that and do anybody. I mean, anybody, you just... You just lose concentration for a minute and then click. Somebody's out there with a phone and you're caught doing something you shouldn't. Images of the uh, bag of blow dangling from the lip surf. If, if, I should preface my comments here, if, if images of uh, the blow dangling from the lower lip surface in Vegas, imagine the international incident could be put the kibosh on the whole project. And remember, we're not talking about one year. We're not talking about 2024. We're talking about five years, five years of going to Vegas unleashed. Elsewhere in league, the free Jared movement has surprised everyone in rugby league. The love, the love, the outpouring of love that ordinary fans have shown the big rooster is unprecedented and something has to be done at the highest level to see that JWH is part of the pro-punting trip stateside. He wants to be unleashed like everybody else. Hope there's room for, say, Braden Maynard from the Collingwood Magpies to get on the trip as well. And popular Aussie Paul Vaughan. Remember Paul Vaughan? He's in trouble again. The former St George Barbecues R Us specialist casually helped an opposition player to his feet after a tackle in Warrington v St Helens clash. And now PV could uh, miss the rest of the season, even though league experts... I mean, I'm not talking about me here. I'm and league experts, you know, people who earn the money, you know, refereeing and adjudicating rugby league cannot identify what hot plate, you know, hot plate G up uh, Paul Vaughan did wrong. He appears to have done nothing wrong, yet he's, you know, you know rugby league and, uh, you know, penalties, who can understand it. Uh, and will referee Ashley Klein be dropped from the big dance for a couple of swerves in the Storm v Roosters semi? Ashley missed a knock-on and a sin bin certainty and giddy up Annesley, him again. Uh, was uncertain if AK would be blowing on the big day. Speaking of the big day, feelers are out via Volandis still to see if Ch- King Charles, that's King Charles III, might be available for the Churchill uh, medal presentation. You may recall, it, you know, obviously it was going to be, uh, you know, a relative and then the relative said something he may or not, may, well, probably shouldn't have. And then obviously Sturlow was shoehorned into it, but no one told Sturlow and he's got fish in it golf commitments on the day. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. So far, well, and, and let's face it, he wouldn't be a bad get, King Charles. I mean, look at it. Have you noticed he's in France this week? He's killing him. He's absolutely killing him. He understands everything Macron says and Macron's not talking English. I mean, it's just incredible, the modern world. And, uh, look, I'd love to see the way he just moves about the people. Imagine... You know, magazines here going, well, magazines, I'll use that word advisedly, not many of them left, but programs that deal with these sort of things it could appear on today, uh, Sunrise and maybe on Project, uh, you know, 7.30, King Charles III would be magic, absolute magic. I, I raise all this, as mentioned, with regard to the Churchill Medal, and so far, no word from the palace. I'm seeing that as good news. I think they're looking at his diary and wondering which flight he could get on to get out here in time to present the Churchill Medal. I mean, it's that close. I can smell it. Now, last night out with the Sprinklers twirl, it was a preliminary final. Penrith beat Melbourne. Look, I just got to get this out of the road. You know, band, follow my beat in the key of D, please. Tune, Storm 4, but wait for it, Panthers 38. I mean, it's a complete turnstile defence. I mean, phew. Anyway, tonight the second prelim number two, Brisbane uh, and the Warriors at Suncorp. Dial in at uh, 7.50 Eastern 
It might be 2am in New Zealand time if you're listening to this across the Tasman. But 7.50 tonight, Suncorp is where you'll find Brisbane and Warriors and a great semi in prospect. Now, the big news does not stop there because the NRLW semi number one uh, is Nukes v Bris Vegas tomorrow at 2.05pm, followed by semi number two, Fowls v Goldies at 4.15. So head-to-head, you know, head-to-head uh, semis, you get an idea, you get a real feel for what Vegas is going to be like. Two great games, double-heading. Uh, the winner of both those games goes through to the big dance at Acor on Sunday, October the 1st at 3.55 as a curtain raiser to obviously the big dance for blokes. Now, <clears throat> final round snippet. Cronulla finished their first NRLW tilt, clobbering Parramatta by a record score. Well, beautiful set of numbers for lurkers with a pick-the-score ticket in the hip pocket. The scores, uh, wait for it, Cronulla 56, Eels 6. They win by 50 points. I think it was a record for the NRLW. AFL uh, September news this week. Last night at the G, the Pies took on the Giants in the first of the – to be first into the granny at the G next week, this time next week. Now, violin virtuoso and wunderkin, can you dial up something on the agony stick? The tune goes something like this. Wait for it. Pies, 8-10-58. Giants, 8-9-57. Pies by a point. Oh, and get this, the pie army will collide with the kiss army next week. That's great. It's going to be fantastic to see Brad Maynard and, you know, obviously uh, Dugowie all up on stage singing Sean O something. I was made for loving you. All those hits before playing football. It's going to be great. Meanwhile, Carlton tackled Mission Impossible at the uh, Olympic City this afternoon at 5.15 when they take on the Lions at the Gabba. Both the Blues and the Giants, incidentally, the uh, op- opposition in both the uh, plumes, snapped a 78-year-old AFL-VFL record to make the preliminary final. That is some record. 78 years before you came from about, well, reserve bench to the prelim final. It's a hell of an achievement. And it was great to see Eddie Maguire passing out tips on how to improve the Channel 7 football coverage uh, midweek. In a four-hour spray, Eddie seemed to focus a lot on breathing, and uh, even suggested, if I understand him, that Brian should be given the day off next week, which I think a lot of people would be supportive of. The former Collingwood Supremo, that's Eddie, and now CPPA, that's the Collingwood Pass Players Association Life Member. There's a shock. I don't think he ever pulled on the shorts for uh, Collingwood, but he's a life member. Weird things, football, isn't it? He uh, weighed into the airline uh, schmozzle between Melbourne and Brisbane, which are absolutely outrageous, which is an outrageous gouge in anybody's language, but you forget that's how capitalism works. If you want something else, you know, swerve around the problems of supply and demand. Football and the Matildas match uh, against the Philippines has been moved to a bigger venue. Wait for it. It's dropping into Optus Oval in Perth. That's how big it's got. It's going to be on October the 29th. The success of our Cup Heroes suggests that this nation urgently needs a 100,000-seat rectangular to cope with the unprecedented interest in women's football. And it wouldn't ever stop to bother about the uh, ethical obligation. And in good news, Football Australia are reconsidering the ludicrous, reconsidering the ludicrous and choco-headed decision to play the next three big dancers in Sydney. I'm not, look, I've got no idea of what they'll resolve, how they'll work it out, but uh, money changed hands, obviously, and they're now back around the uh, card table talking. And in EPL news this week, wait for it, Angers Spurs take on Arsenal in a top-of-the-table clash tomorrow, I think, at about 11 o'clock Eastern. Uh, Australian cricket, and I hope I'm not treading on Roy's toes here. I mean, just how do they do it? How do they do it? The game still struggles with uh, South Africa, the home of the sandpaper insanity. They lost 
our, our team there, 2 nil up. I mean, I know 2 nils a hard score to defend in anybody, in any competition. I mean, it just is. You know, you think you've done all the work, but hey, mm, have a look at this. You haven't. Uh, so they went up 2-0, this is the Aussies, and lost 3-2 in the latest ODI wees. The last three clashes, well, holidaymakers, the holidaymakers lost all three by 100 runs. 100 runs, three, not once, not twice, but three times. Go have a look at your hand and move the fingers around. I mean, that does take some skill. Racing and Sporty Spice, Mel C, remember her? She's the headline act for Melbourne's Cup Carnival Palooza Festival on Champion Stakes Day. Now, as I understand it, and I might be wrong about this, the Palooza Festival accompanies all the races throughout the carnival each day. I mean, this is the big day outcome to the track. I mean, I can't wait till Rooting King gets a sniff of this. He'll be absolutely thrilled to bit. Something to watch on a race day, apart from horses going around. I mean, it'll get people really involved, engaged. Uh, now, Sporty will be supported by Jack Jones on the topic, I think on her day on the... Uh, on the last day, the Champion Stakes Day, uh, Sporty could have made a grade as a jockey. Many people, many knowledgeable observers believe that, but chose the world of big beats. Other horsey flavours, flavoured acts uh, include Crooked Colours, Groove City, Run and Touch, Sneaky Sound System, etc., etc., etc. Horse lovers who are not shy of a punt will love it. You know, imagine just going down, hearing the bands and putting bets on. You don't have to see a horse in your whole experience of going to the track. Rugby Union and <clears throat> I don't know where to start. I, I mean, I, I mean... You know, we're, we're really reduced to, again, asking the big bloke upstairs to try and, I shouldn't say that, the big bloke, the big personage upstairs to do something for the Wallabies because everything else has failed. The uh, old gold fruit and nut have blown away, well, they've blown away Bill in France, not because they won, but because they lost. Last Monday, they made the whole competition sit up and take notice with their cod ordinariness against Fiji. The loss was described by knowledgeable observers knowledgeable observers, you know, who are there on the ground, as it, wait for it, a breath of fresh air for the whole William Webb Ellis competition. Imagine that, Australia losing is a breath of fresh air. Gives you an idea of the state of the sport. Uh, tune in uh, with a solo and see on the baritone, if you don't mind, Maestro. Fiji 22, old gold, peanut, brittle, dark chocolate, 15. Now... The hat in charge, that's Coach Jones, blamed himself for the fiasco. It's Wales next without a skipper skeleton and tight head tupu. And I think a couple of other players have dropped out. Some have been dumped, of course. This Monday, the special family time of 5 a.m. Eastern will be the next uh, chance to get a look at the Wallabies who will be playing Wales. As incidentally, the Cup this year has been played in extreme humidity, weather, you know, weather conditions obviously making extremely difficult, handling extremely difficult with the humidity, the ball plays or the gilbert plays like a piece of soap drenched in coconut butter and covered in sump oil. And Portugal now loom as the danger game, as tipped on this very show some weeks ago. Now to get the blindside barge away from the wharf for another week, it's time to ask the man who is the voice of hope to step up for a spray. Uh, the, now, before we let him loose... Um, Operatives in the shelf stacking space have noted and spotted Haas avocados for a dollar thirty. Get that name, Haas. Haas avocados. I mean, the bloke is there no end to the bloke's talent. Number one prop in the game and an avocado grower. How does he get the time? This is a beautiful eating fruit recommended by six out of ten Olympians. I, honestly, I've got to be honest here. I spoke to none. I just made that bit up. But that at, at that price, growers are barely covering the cost of production. It can't last. We'll be dumping the harsh soon. That's why boosting the price. Incidentally, the voice, the Roy of Hope, belongs to the activated one, activated one, rampaging Roy Slavin, who's the best in the business, always gets the job done, no doubt about it. 
He's super excited to be here. And again, he is speaking to you today on the condition of anonymity. But uh, Roy, happy rugby league. Can we get the bludging bunny in motion once again by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Fully six. I don't know. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, HG Nelson, of course, happy rugby league. HG, you and your uh, family. And uh, happy rugby league to all fair-minded, decent Aussies in utter disbelief that the authorities have given up on the Varroa mite. <laughs> it's now, it's with us for good. That's it. We've rolled over. It's beaten us. And so quickly. Uh, now, Aussies are, you know, well, it's an insult, an absolute insult to our beekeeping community. Our beekeeping community, look, we, best in the world. our beekeeping community is the best in the world. Yeah. United our Nations. bees are the best in the oh, world. Easily our our bees, our, our queen bees yeah. are in great demand throughout the world. And now this is all under threat because of this royal night. We had an opportunity to get rid of it. But it wasn't taken. It wasn't taken at all. Any news now, on the Now, Aussies are worried about fire ants. Oh. Okay. Took the words right out now, of Now, you mouth. look at the fire of Varroa mite. You're looking at the fire ants. Well, we're watching what authorities are doing. We are. So, authorities, I've heard nothing from Minns, nothing from Palaszczuk. I don't think the words fire ants have come from their mouths. Well, they should be. Anything from Joyce? Nothing. Okay. Uh, my feeling is, though, that decent Aussies are ready to act if, they, if they're just invited, invited to get involved. That's all. That's all it's going to take. Just invite Aussies to get involved and we can get rid of the fire ants just through action. Bashing yeah, them that's with cricket what bats. people want. Now, Abdon Feathers are said to be considering rugby league players be allowed to act as fire ant patrol officers <laughs> in the off-season. Now, a lot of people are stingering at this idea. I think it's a very sound idea. Uh, it'll give the players some reason to, uh, you know, things to do, uh, keep them out of trouble, and it's a great bonding thing. I don't know if you've ever set fire to a, um, a fire ramp, but it's, uh, it's great fun. And uh, I think if we can get the rugby league community uh, armed with boxes of matches and just let them roam free throughout the bush... Uh, a lot could get done very, very, very quickly and elegantly. You know, there'd be no big raps. No, you know, I got ten. I, we don't need that. No. The rugby league community, especially the players, know how to go about their business in the best possible way. And I salute, and it's not often I do, salute Abdo and Feathers for at least uh, being open-minded. Yeah. <laughs> open-minded. I mean, it's very easy to say, oh, no, they're not allowed. We're not allowing any of our players. Too dangerous. Well, it's not dangerous. Well, it's dangerous if they get bitten. But uh, rugby league players know when ants get on them. They know how to react. They do. Now, while Australia was uh, bashed up by South Africa, as alluded to by HG in the One Day series, Captain Marsh can't be blamed. He batted splendidly. Uh, and I think uh, I think uh, Captain Marsh, or ex-Captain Marsh now in the... Uh, uh, the one-day team, I, I think he only scored four against India last night where we were beaten rather, so, well, not soundly. Uh, I think uh, India got got home in the, uh, might have been the uh, 49th over uh, of the game. Uh, so we, we just lost that one. Uh, I think our bowlers might be letting us down. I think Smith batted pretty well. I think Water got 50-odd. Uh, it wasn't a bad result, really. Um, but uh, anyone who's accusing... Uh, ex-Captain Marsh 
And who can forget the Marsh family and what they've contributed to Australia over the years? You know, Swampy, of course. Mm, the original and of the, the original best. original of the best, Swampy. I mean, Swampy could bat. I mean, he wasn't a great batsman. He, he wasn't. He, he, was, he was a struggler. But he was prepared to go out and wear a few. Yeah. And he did wear a few in when his career as well. I, I mean, I, I think the, the, the two chips off the old block, including the daughter, we can say three chips, I think they might be more skilled than the old man, but it doesn't worry him. Oh, no, no. He celebrates their success. Uh, as any father might, uh, openly, especially when he's in Bali. And uh, who can forget those images of the family in Bali celebrating? Oh, you know, you've been there. <laughs> now, Steve Smith says he, uh, and I like this, says he feels like a million dollars. Feels like a million dollars uh, ahead of the uh, ODI World Cup, which is very, very good news. I love it when Steve Smith feels a million dollars. It means he's got runs in him, and he did last night, 52. If that's what a million dollars feels like, enjoy it, Steve. Now, Australian tennis stood up this oh. week. Little Leighton's heroes, led by the Demon, bashed up Switzerland three blot. I tell you what, he's born. I might have said this before on this program. Born to play Davis Cup, oh, Demon R. He's got uh, he's got that heart. He's got the heart, and he's got that that sort of little Leighton feel mm. about him. Uh, I, I mean, you've only got to half close your eyes when you're watching the Demon go about, and it could be little Leighton out there. And I tell you what, little Leighton, he was born to play Davis Cup as well. Very few players are born to play Davis Cup, but uh, there are two. Uh, we used to uh, churn them out. Uh, every second tennis player in Australia was born to play Davis Cup back in the day when Davis Cup meant something to the world. doesn't mean as much anymore, but I think in November we regather with uh, seven other teams and I think Australia's got a very, very strong chance of taking the Davis Cup or bringing it home where it belongs. hasn't been here in a while, but it'd be marvellous to have the Davis Cup back in Australia. Uh, now, Renee Stubbs, speaking of uh, tennis, she's received a fair bit of blowback for suggesting that uh, this is on social media. You know, I, I just told her to ignore it, but, you know, other people, you know, she doesn't. She takes it to heart. That's her issue, not mine. Uh, now, she's uh, suggested that uh, while uh, Novak Djokovic, that is <laughs> the joker, uh, is the uh, best player of all time, she's admitted that, she says he will never be loved. Never be loved. I think there's an element of truth to that. Uh, I don't know anyone in the tennis community who likes Novak Djokovic. In fact, anyone I've spoken to, and I've spoken to many, many tennis people throughout the years, uh, don't like him at all. And I, uh, I, I'm prepared to put my hand up and say I'm one of them. Problem is, with someone like the Joker, he's, he's anti-science. And these things are important uh, in today's world, in today's world of, you know, manufactured reality and uh, false news and, you know, claims that are outrageous. Um, whereas people like Rafa and uh, Roger, as far as we know, were pretty much pro-science. Um, they, they've never said anything untoward, you know, that uh, you shouldn't take vaccines or any of that sort of nonsense. Uh, they just uh, played tennis and uh, responded to questions as best they could. They didn't go out of their way to offend, like Djokovic does. And that's why he will remain, I think, throughout his career and forever, unloved. Can I just put the counter view is that... <clears throat> We have to include him in things and... Uh, oh, he'll be included, of course. ...barbecued. I mean, you can't leave him in the corner. You've got to talk to him. Got and, to talk to him, yes. And, and try and get across the idea of, let's say, but, a scientific but, perspective. Yes. There is an alternative view, Joker. Yeah, you know, it's you know. not going to work because he's, he's got a closed mind. A closed mind. A closed mind. Absolute fixed mind. Yes, yeah. you, you cannot alter that mind, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. No, I, I, I've just spent a little bit of time with Djokovic. I had to walk away scratching my head because the bloke just wouldn't take anything on board. Wouldn't take anything on board at all. Whereas, 
with uh, Rafa and Roger. You could spend uh, hours. very yeah. hours and hours yeah. talking yeah. to them, and they make absolute sense. What's the alternative, though? Do we just hate him? We just hate him. I think so. There, there is no alternative. No alternative. And just hope someone very, very swiftly uh, comes become better. You know, someone gets twenty five. Slams. Oh, sorry. Yes, I didn't and, know uh, you were going And pushes there. him back a bit. Yeah, no, I got you. And so people can forget about him. Yeah, fair enough. And dwell on how yeah, great yeah. Roger mm. and Rafa were and are. And Little. And Little. Oh, Little. God, Davis Cup. Born to play Davis and Cup. And there's a new play. chip who could be as good as the old man. A Am new, I right? Uh, in, in, in Leighton's case. Oh, yes. Born to play Davis Cruz, Cup. Cruz. Cruz. Is that what Young he's called? Cruz Leighton, yeah. He looks like You've got to remember, you little Leighton, he, he might have been six years old when he, uh, when he beat uh, Agassi. Sam uh, Agassi. That's yeah. right, in the South Flatten. Australian Open. Exactly. Six years old. Yeah. Six Agassi years old. I, I mean, Agassi didn't know what was going on. He didn't know how to play him. Blake was too small. <laughs> but the ball kept coming back. And now we've got Cruz... Who's little. Yeah, who's little. And I think he's challenged Djokovic and Djokovic has said no. Don't want to. Gutless. Uh, anyway, now Rafa, speaking of Rafa, who hasn't played since January, says he's uh, learning to uh, manage the pain in his foot but can't say when he might return to the comp- to competitive tennis. Uh, I don't think he will be returning to competitive tennis, sadly. So uh, that's it. Enjoy your memories. Uh, of Rafa. Sports cruel, though, wouldn't it? It is like very that. cruel. All of a sudden oh, you're top of the tree and then you're gone. And then you're gone. Yes, yes. Can't people wait hate for you that one day. minute, then I they know. love you the next. No, they do. Mm. The fickle, the people are fickle, aren't they? Uh, now, the Tim Zoo bout against uh, Brian Mendoza, which I'm looking forward to, is said to be his last in Australia. I find this hard to believe. Well, so if you want to see Tim Zoo in action live and you don't want to travel, now's the time to do it. Go get, I mean, I think there are tickets still available for the Mendoza bout. It'll be a fantastic bout. I think it's being held in Brisbane, but I could stand corrected there. Um, but it'll be very sad to see Tim Zhu go. Uh, but we wish him all the best, and we know he'll stay an Aussie for the rest of his life, same way his old man did, I think. He's in Russia. I know he's in Russia, he's a, but he's still an Aussie. Aussie in Russia. He's an Aussie in, in Russia. Russia. Yeah. He's, uh, he's still a Russian-based... Or Sydney-based Russian-born powerhouse. Perfectly put. Indeed. Now, uh, the great uh, Aussie, of course, Ange Postacoglu, the Tottenham miracle continues, and what a great Aussie he is. I mean, you can talk about great Aussies. Well, we will. We might throw open the lines. Who's the greatest Aussie at the moment? And if someone wants to suggest Ange, uh, we'd accept that and we'd run with that. Uh, we might throw open the lines a little bit later on. Great Aussies at the moment. Now, speaking of great Aussies, Aussie Ricciardo is still hoping for another year in F1. But it seems that upstart, there's an upstart New Zealander, Liam Lawson, who might shut him out of contention, which would be a great shame. I was hoping to see uh, Ricciardo go around for one more season, but it may not be the case. So, Ricciardo freaks... Don't hold your breath. And, of course, the Cadbury Wallabies. I mean, it's a very difficult path for them, as HG has referred to, but uh, all we can do is, as HG has suggested, pray. I mean, if you do believe in uh, in supernatural figures, uh, it doesn't matter who your figure is, uh, pray to that figure or do whatever you do for that figure, burn sticks or whatever. Yeah. Whatever you've got in mind, whatever placates them, whatever... And, and mention the Wallabies while you're doing it and uh, maybe a little bit of luck will go their way. But they, need, t- they need luck. They need luck. They need everything. It wouldn't go uh, astray if you just burnt sticks even if you didn't believe. Yeah, burn some sticks. Yeah, begin something today. Uh, yes, okay. People can phone if they want to burn sticks uh, for the Wallabies. Uh, I don't know. Oh God, it might work. <laughs> it might work. 
I suppose it might depend on what sort of stick you're burning, but it doesn't matter. Just grab any stick at the moment and set fire to it and... <sighs> I mean, what else can we do? I know. I mean, what we're reduced you... to burning sticks. Yeah. That's how weird it's become. Man. To burning sticks, yeah. I mean, if we keep going this way, we'll start sounding like Novak Djokovic. <laughs> He's a stick burner. I know that as a yeah. fact. Uh, wonderful week, of course, greatest game of all. Uh, of course, having said that, there was no mention of rugby league in the men's budget. Not one word. No. No. I mean, the rugby league community led forward listening to the budget, hoping there might be something, some salve. Nothing. Not a word. It's as if rugby league doesn't exist, the men's government. <laughs> well, you be careful. That's all I can say. Once the rugby rugby league community start burning sticks. Trouble. Then you know, you've got trouble. Ashley Klein, of course, has blown his way into trouble. They were howlers too. I don't think Klein will be there. They're, well, he's not there this weekend. He won't be there this next weekend either, nor should he be. Roy, are you joining the call of, well, the cri- call of crisis with regard to the bunker crisis. involvement yes. in these things? Yes, I am. Yeah. Yes, I am. I mean, I've seen them in the bunker. I know what they're up to. Yeah. Burning sticks. <laughs> now, uh, Greg Alexander leaves Freddie's Origin Star. I don't yeah, know what's know. going on. I, I mean, he made the presentation of New South Wales Rugby League yesterday. We haven't heard what the outcome was. All we know is is that a lot of his staff have left him, including uh, Brandy Alexander. I don't know if they were... God almighty, I don't know what they're going to do without Brandy. Who, can, who could replace Brandy Alexander? I mean, the schools he brings. Um, and there's talk of Gus, Gus Gould being uh, being dragged in. I think that would be a great mistake. I can't see Gould sitting with Cleary, and all we know at this stage in the box is going to be Freddie sitting somewhere, and behind him is going to be sitting Cleary. Now, if Gould is sitting beside Cleary, it's, it's not going to have a good outcome, I can tell you now. It's not going to work. But in very, very good news, very exciting news, and it's been the first time it's happened since 1909, the Bears are in a grand final. The Bears are to play Souths in the New South Wales Cup. Now, the New South, uh, New South Wales Cup, people might remember, is what we used to call reserve grade back in the day. And this is a real feather in the North's cap. Uh, we wish North's all the best. And wouldn't that be a fairy tale? It would. It'd be a fairy tale. So much so that a lot of people who've been North supporters since 1908 could put those sticks away, put the matches away and put the feet up. <laughs> Make of that what you will. The thoughts of a rugby league toilet. A complex and ambitious work commissioned by Federal Arts Minister Tony Burke is scheduled to be presented by the SSO in concert with the Australian Ballet Company, the Sydney Theatre Company, Taronga Park Zoo and the National Rugby League at Stadium Australia. For details, visit the New South Wales Government website. If you're looking bludging on the blind side, if you want to get involved in the show and who wouldn't, uh, text number is 0467920222. We've said enough hairs running already today to choke up the text line, 0467920222, or the old-style way at royanhg at abc.net.au. Common question. Has rugby league ever been played in Lapland? Almost certainly. Finnish historian Henrik Porthen cites Yannick Mackinen's eyewitness description of a match played in 1165. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. (laughs) 
Uh, well, Roy, this uh, shocking news about how the NRL Unleashed Tour is going to be treating the people who matter most as second-class citizens. I use that term advisedly. Yeah. Yeah. The accommodation, uh, so this is the story as reported in the uh, Sneesby rag. Yes. The NRL is negotiating a deal to accommodate players three kilometres kilometers outside the centre of Las Vegas in an effort to ensure its American adventure is not hijacked by an off-field incident. Oh, dear. Now, Isn't that what we want? Don't we want? Don't we need off-field off incidents exactly. to generate the, the news? The news plus the mystique. Mystique. Of this is something yes. you've never heard of That's from right. a place you haven't got a clue about. That's but right. But you're there loving it and you can yep. get a bet on it. Yep, yep, yep. And it's denying uh, American citizens the opportunity of meeting one-on-one with a rugby league player. And it's not every week, every day that they would have the opportunity. Imagine the stories. Exactly. Imagine You'd never it. guess who I bumped into Indeed. today. Yeah. A rugby league player, a what? Yeah, exactly. Suddenly there's generating talk. Uh, what, 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 what was the player doing here? Yeah. Oh, he's with other blokes. Oh, what were they doing? They're about to have a game. Where at? Yeah. At, at, at Alley Giant Stadium. Oh, really? Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. Yeah, I know, exactly. But it goes the other way. Mm. I think a very there's a lot of IP in rugby league players, you know, meaning that, you know, they... Americans might have, especially in that area in the desert, they might have a, a male moisturiser. All right. Now, I've got, you know, really no idea, you know, something with a bit of um, uh, uh, helps the skin in oh, yes. desert climate. Yes. Now, an ideal person to advertise that would be a rugby league player. Sure. Uh, an Australian rugby league player because they would seem exotic. They would. They come from a place which has got a lot of sun. Lot of We've sun. got a lot of sun here too. What can we yes. learn? Yes, Well, I've been using coconut oil with an eucalyptus balm, have you, et cetera. Yeah. Yep. On and on it goes. Yep. But not only that is... Big tough people advertising big tough trucks. Yes, I mean it's gonna. They're yes. gonna get overwhelmed. Yes, they will. by offers. By overwhelmed offers. by interest yeah. from the local yeah. public. Yeah. and to think they have to. Oh, I can't do that. I've got to go back to the donger. Donger. Uh, well, I can tell you, HG, in each donger, and I, I, I mean, I, I don't have to put ideas in players' minds, but I know what's going to happen, and I know if I was there, what we'll be doing. Every donger will have what's called an escape committee. <laughs> they will. They will. And uh, they'll, they'll cunning as you know, they'll they'll uh, roll up some blankets and make it look as if someone's in bed, and they'll be all off. You know, yeah, three kilometres is not far enough. No. A rugby league player could cover three kilometres in about half an hour. Oh, less, <laughs> less. Yeah, yeah, they could be there in fifteen minutes. I was going to go another way with it because uh, State of Origin offers some insights here. Mm-hmm. Now, I remember Jai Arrow, I think at one point yes. was Mister Entertainment for yep. the Queensland team, yep. and he he smuggled people in. Yes, that's right. And so it's not well, only well, they might out. do that. There might yeah. be an escape committee and an import committee. <laughs> you know, while the escapees are out and about, the importers can get amongst it. If you know what I mean. I, I mean do. that could happen. See the narrowness it's, of the It's thinking. just asking them yeah. to do something stupid, Setting rather than treating them like adults. <laughs> exactly. And Setting say, boys, here we are in Las Vegas. Enjoy yourselves, yeah. and I'll see you at ten to three at uh, Alley Giant Stadium tomorrow for the game. Don't forget, tomorrow's the game. Yeah, no worries, no worries, we'll be there. You know, I've got to, I've got to say is that in all the stupid things that yeah. the Rugby League has done, including the indoor fireworks, which yes. I love. That's right. I, I mean, but it wasn't the players that organised the indoor fireworks. Well, the same as here. Yeah. If you ask the players where would you like to stay, we'd like to stay in, say, a five-star hotel if they yes. have such a thing there. Yes. Now, as I understand it... Yep. Uh, you know, the economics of this yeah. are partly driving this to the dongers. Yes. And I've got to say also is is that this is so demeaning that oh, somehow we I know. we hardly trust people to yes. behave in a foreign country That's right. and represent 
the rugby league yes. in a positive light. Yes, that's right. They're, what are those people over there? What are those people tr- climbing up on the razor wire? What are those people setting yeah. fire to their betting doing? Yeah. Stuff like that. Oh, they're rugby league players. Uh, you don't have to worry about them. I mean, that's the message he's going to get out. Message. That's the message Volandis wants to send. I suppose. Yeah, and these got, are somehow wild people that can't be controlled and have to be, you know, kept locked down in dongers, otherwise they'll attack the community. Now, well, let's look, there are only one or two players that are capable of that. We know that. It doesn't happen very often at all. No. And it's noteworthy when it does happen. Mm. It just sparks a lot of interest. Most of the players go with what I'd call a, a rugby league evangelist's heart. Indeed. What Indeed. they are, they see themselves as ambassadors uh, and spokespeople for, for, the, re- for the religion of rugby league. I couldn't have put And it they're better. there to convince locals the values of the game, the principles of the game, uh, the journey the game's taken and why they're there. There'll be a lot of questions. You're here to play rugby league here. Why Las Vegas? Well, that's a very difficult question to answer. Uh, <laughs> they'd scratch their heads at that one. Oh, I don't know. Someone said it would be a good idea. You know? I'd go more than that. Mm. Uh, that would be a good idea, but have you thought about betting on it? Yes. You know, our leader, you know, Captain Feathers. Captain Feathers, yes. He says rugby league's great, but it's even greater when you've got to bet on it. Yes. Have you thought so, so about a multi-game, a multi, you know, <laughs> you know, a multi. I heard a multi. Well, go, whack, whack, whack. <laughs> the, thing, the thing is, we need to educate the players in yeah. the betting options that are available in the Las Vegas area, exactly. vis-a-vis the rugby league, and say, by the way, we'll see you same time, same place same next place. year, and That's we right. want to hear about your winnings in the game while we're away. Yes. I mean, it's, exactly. it's, it's see, proselytising, this is all very well. I mean, what's Volandis going to do, have a fun night with Peter Volandis in Caesar's Palace to explain yeah. it all? Yes. That Those times are gone. He can't rely on Hugh Jackman, who may have more time on his hands. He mm. may not. Mm. And Russell Crowe seems to be lost to the cause. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, we had hope, of course, obviously we'd be giving away, it'd be advertised that their car would be given away to Americans with every try scored. Mm. There'd be bingo at halftime with Russell Crowe. There'd right. be uh, beforehand or between yes. matches. Yeah. Uh, Hugh Jackman had come out and sing a few songs yes. and, yes. you know, sort of fly me to the moon style of sure. songs. Sure. We're imagining these entertainments are still going to happen, though. Uh, this is a separate issue to the to the boys in the dongers. No. <laughs> Yeah. I agree. Just with because that. the boys are in the dongers doesn't, doesn't mean it. that Hugh can't do his work. No, no, his magic. I agree. It's just agree. not going to be as magical because he won't be able to refer to, to players in the crowd. No, you know, stand Great up, da da da. Yeah, that's you right. Know, that's take right. a bow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and play play a bit of footage of the bloke in action. I mean, it could have been. Oh. That would be Wonderful. great. And it wouldn't have been difficult to school the players in how to answer questions should locals ask you. Why are you here? Well, I am here to promote rugby league so that you will gamble on it with the same game multi. <laughs> okay, I get that. Same game multi. How does that work? Well, you, you know what I mean? So yeah, the no, players are right. schooled and they become ambassadors. As I say, evangelists for the for the code. Now. If something did go wrong, Val Holmes style. Yes. What, white powder? Yeah. But it was a joke. Sorry. A joke. You know, and you've got to say to the place, if someone comes up to you in Vegas with a little bag of white powder and says, Put it, pop it in your mouth, mate, and I'll take a photo of you, say sure. Because it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> now, I mentioned in the opening remarks that they were hoping to send a detachment of rugby league police. Oh, Yes. Uh, now, this would be great because law enforcement is looking for new ideas mm. and I can see that idea, you know, mushrooming out of Vegas sure. right across America with sporting people in all codes, yes. basketball, baseball, ice hockey, yes. becoming, you know, 
patrollers of their yeah. own patches and areas yes. and restoring, you know, the sanity. Restoring law and order. Law and order, yes. Where, so, where it's missing. Yeah. I, I didn't want to speak too specific no, about it. No, sanity, I know that. You know, yes. Would be a better way of looking yeah, at it. Yeah. And how, I mean, it's been very quiet on the uh, western suburbs, but it's calmed right down, but hasn't it? Has. Well, sanity's been restored. Mm. And, and you've got to say that the those players who are... You know, taking time out each night, each evening, forming groups to yeah. waddle Meet. about and just ask people what they're up to. What are you doing here? Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I better go home. Yeah, that's the way. Off you go. <laughs> <laughs> now, the governing body is working overtime to finalise logistics. Oh, no. Finalise is... logistics? What do you mean, finalise logistics? What just, sort of logistics? This is with the size the, of the dollars. The 24 season launch in the United States, including a potential deal for players to be based. Well, there's some sort of idea the Dongas will be in resorts world in the south of Vegas. There's several reasons behind the NRL's decision to pursue accommodation on the outskirts of town, but first and foremost is the safety and security of players. Oh, I'd say it's exactly Safety the and security of players? Uh, hang on, they can look after they themselves. They can look after themselves. Better than the majority of the, the community. The locals, yes. yes. Now, the and NRL... players are used to, be, used to being picked. You know, yeah, exactly. They're, you know, you walk into a pub in the bush, you know, some clown's going to come out and have a swing at you. Uh, you take that as red. I yeah. mean, that's great. Gets you to show your skills. Isn't your name Reynolds? Yeah. Mm. Now, the NRL's had to deal with plenty of off-field dramas over the past two decades and doesn't want the, to be left with another public relations disaster. Oh, no. Public relations disaster? Is that what they're talking about? They want as much... Chaff, as much noise, yeah. as much you've got to come and see this. Yes. This is, I was going to say, bigger than Ben Hur. I'm not sure if that's right, but yeah. you know, up there. Yes. You know, and you only, it's only going to happen once. That's what they've got to stress. Yeah. This five year deal, forget it. Forget once. It. once. This is the important time. We've right. got to sell this. You've got to make a splash now. That's right. You've got to make a splash now. I, mean, I would be saying to the players the very opposite to what they're doing. I'd say to the blokes, listen, you blokes, you're rugby league, look, you're there selling rugby league. Yeah. Look, if you want to, uh, you know, evangelise, great, great, do that. But if some of you have had ideas, you know, like the Dance of the Flaming A's, you just grab one of the local newspapers, stick it up your date and set fire to it, well, people are going to love that. Six Again is a collection of rugby league's jazz classics. 24 great tunes that capture the magic of the greatest game of all. From the Katoni Stags Trio, featuring Matt Dufty on flute. Out now on Monster Music, the Blindside label. Now, the NRL and club representatives will held to the United, head to the United States on research mission in either October or November to familiarise themselves with their surroundings and plan for the inaugural event. Now, I'm not sure if everybody, every uh, club rep's going or just the four big ones. Right. The Broncos, for instance, have already formed a relationship with the Los Angeles Rams. Have they? That's they're, good. That's they're going to base themselves in California for the first part of the trip. The Roosters are also... Planning to spend time in LA. Good. South Sydney's are deciding still whether to base themselves in Los Angeles or San Diego. San Diego would be a good fit. It would, yep. would, before yep. arriving in Vegas. Right. I mean... Well, that's good to acclimatise themselves, I suppose, each year. It How is, long are they there for? A few, well, just a few weeks? They, they're hoping to get there at least for the function official launch on Wednesday, February the 28th. Right. So I think that all the players would turn up in their gear, shorts, yeah. boots, jumpers and sure. that, so people get a flavour of it. Yeah. And there's been plenty of Australians around. Yes. They, they're looking at numbers as though they might get in excess of 100,000 people crammed into the 40,000-seater. Right. So good. they're going really well good. there with good. the numbers. That's very good. And well, they can always narrow the pitch a little more if they want to get people sitting on the sidelines, which would be a good look. It would be. <laughs> 
<laughs> Good look. I'd narrow the pitch yeah. and put in some folding chairs. Folding chairs, thank you. Yeah. Now, the Roosters will take on take on the Broncos while Russell Crowe South will square off in Manly, but I think that's well established. Yeah. <clears throat> but I've got to say is that what worries me is there seems to be a – some weeks there seems to be a lot to be done mm. and other times that all looks well in hand. Yes. So yo-yo's between – yo-yo's, doesn't it? Yes. See, L.A., I mean, are they sure they're going to be able to find somewhere in L.A. to be well, able to – Well, they booked already. You'd have to book already. <laughs> yeah, and get, and obviously the planes they can oh, where fly are they, bo- are they booking at some motel out of town again? I assume I, so. I assume so. Near yeah. a paddock where they can do some training and run the jet mm. lag out of their legs. Yeah. Is there any any insights on the uh, on the uh, text line there about it? Oh well, uh, Max is wondering: Will the rugby league police be patrolling and keeping an eye on pilgrims and the rugby league trail? Well, well, I assume there'd be rugby league players at each stopping point. Indeed, and just to keep to an meet. eye on things, should you know yeah. things get a little bit willing, they can certainly separate people. Yeah, I know the uh, our charity partners, the uh, Blinken Knights of Balaclava, have been very forthcoming in offering to have, you know, pilgrim helpers. Right. They haven't come, quite come up with a term yet for them. Right. Uh, to help them along the way and spot everybody with the badge of the student. Yes. Which will indicate that they're yeah. doing the trail before they march the before second double header. That's a marvellous thing. Uh, uh, now, uh, Janet Haddam uh, from Taylor Bend is oh, saying, Bend, yeah. she says, can you see the glowing uh, the burning of the sticks here in Talem Bend, uh, as I listen. So that's good. Uh, obviously, Janet uh, is uh, doing whatever she can for the wallabies. What worries me is it could be a hell of a bushfire if we can see it from here. Oh, I know. <laughs> I hope people don't take the stick burning too seriously. <laughs> and, look, if you're going to burn sticks, look, if you go to burn sticks, make sure that it's under controlled circumstances. Yeah, indeed. I mean, we're because not Because we don't, we're not a, we, we don't not, want the you know, bushfire people. They're severely challenged as it is. I know. And total we don't, fire we don't want, are already you know, People just burning things wi- willy-nilly for the wallabies. I mean, control your sticks. Go somewhere where it's not going to get out of control mm. and make sure the stick's not huge. I mean, it's not log burning. It's just sticks. Now, now the talkback. Talk talk last week um, I think we asked... Um, should Queen Camilla be, a pro- or should the Governor General uh, present the Clive Church? Oh, yeah, that's a good topic. Yeah, how'd you go? Now, 7% said yes, that they're happy with the Whoa. Governor General. It's not much, is it? I would have thought the Governor General would be very popular, but that's just me. I'm way out of touch. 84% wanted Queen Camilla, which I think's good because she right. is the official patron of rugby league yeah. that she inherited from uh, uh, Prince Philip, you'll recall, who was the last patron. You know when you said the Governor-General, I, don't, I know we haven't got much time, but yeah. I, I did think he could bring a song. You know how he Oh, certainly his partner could bring yes, a song. Yes, she, yes. she loves singing. Yeah, Up Where We Belong or something like that, um, you know. Not quite, but close. Yeah, okay. Yes, certainly. Uh, and 8% wanted King Charles. Yeah, well, that's a start. Yeah. Certainly more popular than the Governor-General. The Governor-General, yeah. So so that is interesting. Now, in terms of this week's topic, HG, I think you've hit the nail on the head. It's a very simple one and one you suggested, I think, last week that we thought we might try and fit in. Uh, should Jared go to Las Vegas? Oh, there's a story which we haven't got time for before because the news is yes. pressing, but it does look as though there's a real possibility they will be able to go. Well, really? What, yes. just as a, a as a tourist? No, or no, an he'll, be, he'll be part of the uh, Roosters because good, good. it looks as though... Because I know, I know the, the, they'd Americans love to love see it. a hard man. I know, they love... They love I mean, Las Jared. Vegas people love hard men. And is there anyone harder than Jared at the moment? I don't think so. No. 
After snaring a tight four points in a top-of-the-table clash, do you like to relax with a large one? Why not meet friends and family at the Feathered Trouser Bar? It's a top hole for bludgers on the blind side. Yes, and welcome back to Bludging on the Blind Side. Uh, look, at text number if you want to get involved with the show, 0467 920 and the old-style way, and the following people have, Roy. Oh, yes, just on the text, I noticed uh, Mark is suggesting uh, that he's inspired by the stick-burning concept. He said he's built a full life-size e- e- effigy of Eddie Jones. <laughs> Out of sticks? Here in Fairfield, Brisbane, out of sticks. Uh, the petrol splashing as I text. Will this work? Well, let's hope it does, Mark. Good luck. Well, well, I can suppose I it point out, the last time we got involved in this, the Wallabies lost by four points. We did. Their best win. Yeah, I know, I but we weren't advising. burning sticks. That was just prayer. That's that true. That was prayer. We weren't Now, if we them. marry prayer to the stick burning, well, maybe that'll get them over the line. Yes. Depending on what stick you've got to get, the, I mean, I don't know if you've got to burn sandalwood or yeah, it's maple oak. or oak yeah. or. And it's a 2B1s and yeah, all I know. that sort of stuff. I know there's a lot of guesswork involved, but you could just get a feel for it. You do, you do. And don't be afraid if the first one doesn't work. No. That's no, the thing, no. stickability. Yeah, get yeah, it? yeah. Well, yeah, I get it. Uh, now, this has come from Patrick uh, in Victoria. Uh, Keylor East. Oh, yeah, Keylor East, yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, listening to a discussion recently about the promotion of our great game in Vegas next year, I was interested by the suggestion of using Arnott's biscuits. Yes, arrowroot biscuits, I think. As I listened to the podcast, I was disturbed by the suggestion that Tim Tams may not be the best option. I'd like to suggest that using Tim Tams would be a fantastic way to link those in the US uh, to their own horse racing history, rugby league and the punt. The Tim Tam Biscuit was named after a horse that won the Kentucky Derby in 1958. In attendance that day was none other than Ross Arnott of Arnott's Biscuits, who was inspired to create a new line of biscuits named after the famous horse. Well, I knew none of this. I knew none of this. Uh, Some say he won a packet with a wager on the horse uh, and a tavern called the Tim Tam Tavern, which still operates in Louisville, Kentucky today. On return to Australia, he began to work on the new line, releasing the Tim Tam in 1964. Now, a whole range of Tim Tams exist. Mm. Could the Man of Feathers work with Arnott's to produce a Rabbit's Tim Tam, Bronco's version, etc., with flavours linked to each club? These biscuits could be served at each game inside packaging with a QR code that informs the consumer of the local link of this great Australian biscuit, the history of the teams involved in the game and how they, like Ross Arnott, could make a packet by betting on the game. To ensure the required sweetness is obtained for the locals, the venue could sell not only buckets of chips but also buckets of sugar they could use to dip their Tim Tams into. Well, that's an excellent suggestion. It's a Isn't wonderful I have no suggestion. No idea. What a story and the Tim Tam story is. Incredible story. And do you think, mm-hmm. you know, we should be thinking with Vegas in mind yeah. of sending over some people to see these ideas, yes. stories, and Without stuff like doubt. that. And so I just make a list here quickly. Obviously, Matthew Lodge selects himself. Mm-hmm. Anthony Watmo. Yes. Uh, Terry Hill would be a great oh, ambassador for yes, the code there. Yes. And then you think about Damien Oliver from the racing from world. The racing right? world. Tennis, maybe Little Leighton could go over Yes, and well, say, they know oh, Little Leighton there so well. Yeah. And uh, Little Leighton would be happy to talk rugby league, I assume. Yeah. 
Yeah. It doesn't matter. Just to speed. We can bring sport. him up to speed very, very quickly. You could, he may, you could. he might not know much about it all, being yeah. a South Australian. Yeah, but South, he could tell the South story. It's easy to get. Well, of course he could. Rabbits. Yes. People walking around the street. Rabbit O. That's yeah. where it comes from. Clothes yeah. props. Clothes all props. The, yeah, yeah that's they'd right. be fascinated by the clothes props, wouldn't they? What? Yes, exactly. What is that? Mm. He could demonstrate the clothes yes. props, which is after all a big stick. Mm. That's right. Mm. And then burn it. Exactly. Uh, this comes from Tom. Uh, gentlemen, I'm concerned about your proposed rugby league trail in Las Vegas. Everyone knows that the average American is a dedicated driver. A work of, walk of 20 yards or more would only be embarked upon if there was a well-stocked buffet at the finish. <laughs> well, I assume there'd be plenty to eat at the ports of call there on, on the walk. And there would be. I mean, the Tim Tams for a start, pies... Mm. You've got your Rararoot biscuits Rararoots. decorated in club colours. Yeah, I mean, there'd be heaps to eat. Heaps. <laughs> what a start. Yeah. <clears throat> Instead, the, inst- the significance of the NRL promotion in Vegas 2024 can only be properly recognised by a road trip. The most famous American road trip is Route 66, 66. from Chicago to LA. Mm. Rugby league in Vegas should be promoted through a new alternative journey from New York to Las Vegas known as Route Set of Six. Oh. Yes, well, I like the brand. I do too. Uh, drivers would commence their journey in New York with five broadly equidistant stops on their way to Las Vegas. Tackle one will involve an overnight stop at Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Tackle two, Columbus, Ohio. Tackle three, Indianapolis, Indiana. Tackle four, Kansas City, Missouri. Tackle five, Denver, Colorado, with the trip concluding on tackle six in Vegas. It's not a bad idea. I'd suggest maybe as well you could add as a sort of Wrinkle, a, a sort of a 40-20 deal. <laughs> so that if you go, say, from tackle two to tackle four, avoiding tackle three in one hit, you can get a discount uh, at your tackle four stopover, a 40-20 deal. All waiting to be explored fully, yes, only yes. limited by our imagination. That's exactly right. And I had a – the thing why I suggested from, you know, obviously yeah. the original one was Tucson to Tonopah. Park. That's right. It, it's it's a challenge. Yes. The one they're describing, you can sit in the car, do it, yeah. you know, listening to Bludging on the Blindside podcast that's if you right. wanted to. That's right. Uh, yeah. Whereas the walking was the idea of the Camino. Yes, that's right. That's right. A religious Which is a, experience. A cleansing experience. A cleansing experience. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. So, Perfect. so you 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 get yourself into the right state of mind for rugby, for league. rugby league, and more importantly, for punting. Yes, for punting and rugby league, because essentially you want for both things. You want your mind to be empty. Empty. Correct. Utterly empty. <laughs> so, with each port of call on the rugby league trail, rugby league trail. Yeah. Your mind gets a little emptier with each stop, and that's what you've got to elegantly put. Yeah, beautifully put. Yeah. So when people get to and people understand that because they they're do. largely in the main, they're much more religious than we are. They are. I'm not knocking them for that. That's oh, well, gullible. It's a gullibility. Gu- we. I don't want to be cruel about it, but it's a gullibility we should be able to exploit. <laughs> you know, if gullibility gets us into their wallet, I mean, hey. hey. Who cares? Who cares? Mm. Who cares who you put on the board? (laughs) (laughs) Now, this comes from John. Now, John appears to be living in uh, De Valencia in Spain. Oh, yeah. And he's uh, hoping to catch up with our last Spanish correspondent who was living in Spain, you'll recall. Um, He says the the El Sadar Stadium in Pamplona holds 20,000 seats 
and would be perfect to host the opening game of a three-match Women's Origin Series in 2024 as a curtain raiser to their insane bull running caper. Well, I think that's a, a terrific what a great idea. Double. Yes. Yeah. To take the, the women's state of origin to Spain, brilliant. I know. That is an, what a bit of lateral thinking. Yes. And to slave it up to the bull running. That's right. And That's right. a daily double. Yep, yep. And, the, and the role and the, of women like, in sport in Spain at the moment is an idea that is being examined. Exactly. It's Forensically. Time come. Yes, it's it's right. time has come. Yeah. He says, um, uh, my suggestion would not just help spread the gospel of, ru- gospel of rugby league in yeah, he's Europe. he's got the language. It would showcase the power of women in sport to the next generation of Spanish girls who might decide they'd like to pick the ball up and start running over people rather than just kicking it around. A Pamplona origin game would also show young Aussie girls that trips to Vegas aren't just for the boys. And let's face it, nothing says uh, Siagapo like a front-on tackle from Knights Enforcer Hannah Southwell. Not true. So True. even though he's living True. in Spain, he's well aware and across he's uh, NRLW, which is great. And I think uh, Hannah will be playing in the Nukes game tomorrow. Yes. Well, may, I'm, yeah. sure, I'm pretty sure she will be. Yes, and she's got a sister as well who plays oh, I in didn't that. know that. Yes, and uh, people have uh, obviously made comparisons between the Southwells and uh, the Johns brothers all right. who played for the Newcastle Knights all those yeah, years ago. that's right. Mm. That's right. Mm. Well, that's interesting. That's interesting. Now, this has come from Greg. Uh, he says, uh, happy rugby league to you and your families. Further your recent comments in relation to Shark Park being a death trap. Mm, death trap, yeah. The thought crossed my mind that perhaps enterprising businesses could take advantage of the prevailing situation. Given the current state of black mould and the resultant hay fever, Zyrtec would make a tight fit as a yes. stadium naming sponsor. After all, they'd have an established client base on the ground. Non-naming rights sponsors might include healthcare companies and lawyers dealing in victim compensation. The ad for a law firm writes itself. Have you or anyone you know suffered health issues, been injured or electrocuted as a result of visiting <laughs> Shark Park? <laughs> then contact Dardidar Lawyers. It Isn't works. That great? That's excellent. Very it elegant. works. Now, uh, I don't know, uh, says uh, Patty. Patty says um, from the Northern Beaches... Says, I don't know about a steeden, but you can definitely buy official NRL paint at Bunnings. We wondered whether you could buy rugby league football. We Bunnings. did last week or the week before. Yes, and I don't know if you can, but uh, you can certainly buy the paints. And she sent through the uh, the, the catalogue, HG, and you can see there it's quite extensive. You can get the paints of all the all the club colours. Isn't that a good bit of lateral thinking? It Both is. the AFL teams and NRL teams. Yes, and the. <clears throat> I must say. What are they just, are they just called South Green or are they called Coachwood Myrtle? I like oh, they'd have to be Coachwood and Myrtle. No right. one would understand it otherwise. No, that's right. Um, yeah. Somebody told me. Oh, I don't, I don't that's all right. Mm. Now, someone sent through uh, an article in the North Queensland Register, which is mm-hmm. not a paper I see very often, no. but it's one I'd like to read a lot more of. Now, uh, this article reports on Billy Moore Billy being Moore. a guest speaker at the Granite Belt Growers Gala Dinner. So uh, they had Billy along to come, and Billy talked about uh, his famous cry, Queenslander, which I think he was responsible for. Yes, that's right. Um, A great rallying cry. A great rallying cry. Uh, From memory, Billy played in a lot of successful... State of origin teams. State of origin teams. Like when the king was still about. When the king was around, Mm. that's right. Billy has been credited with the famous state of origin, Queenslander, war cry. I suppose it is a war cry, isn't Mm. it? 
However, he humbly outlined what he believes this simple word really means. Oh, that'll be good. <clears throat> uh, you could hear a pin drop, mm. says the article. I bet you could. Mm. When Billy said, I'm going to tell you what Queenslander means, everyone would have leant for shh, 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 shh. Take it away, Bill. Okay. Take us through it. Three simple yet powerful values create a winning culture, uh-huh. says Billy. One, teamwork. Never leaving a mate behind. No, that's true. That's so rugby league, isn't yeah, it? it is. You see, it so is. often a team will just leave a player behind. Not Queenslanders. They always run back. No. Pick, pick up, up the wounded player. Yeah. Push him back in the scrum, whether yeah. they like it or not. <laughs> If they've got a broken leg or a jaw, it doesn't matter. matter. In you go, buddy. In you go, buddy. Okay. Never leaving a mate behind. Always finding a solution. Ah, right. That's, That's the true. secret, isn't it? That's true. Because yeah, sometimes you forget. Mark Coyne. When you get off, you know, you think, how did we lose that game? Why didn't we? Yeah. Oh, duh. And thirdly, no excuses. Ah, oh, no excuses. No excuses. So if you lose, no excuses. <clears throat> we just lost. Mm, or if you win. We won. Yeah, we won. Simple Very as that. simple. So that's the uh, elegant. That's the message that came from Billy Moore. God, I wish I'd have been at that that bloody dinner, the Granite Belt Growers Gala dinner. Uh, now this comes from Anthony. He says, uh, just finally, as she says, uh, Americans have notoriously fickle attention spans. I suppose it's is that true? true. Well, I don't know. No, well, let's, let's say, say it is true. <laughs> Otherwise. Yeah, we, no we've, we've got no story here from <laughs> That's him. right. You have to move on to something Americans else. have notoriously fickle attention spans. Baseball and basketball have to be played seven days a week when in season so that people can remember that they still exist. Mm-hmm. So what he's suggesting is that rugby league should be piped into America seven days a week. For one year, we spread the games out over the week. All kickoffs, ideally around 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. Australian time, beamed live into Vegas starting at 9 p.m. till 10 p.m. Vegas prime time. Mm-hmm. As Vegas uh, is the gambler's mecca, it attracts from all parts of the world. They'll fall in love with the game, the lifestyle that is rugby league. Then, if the adrenaline starts to plateau, you introduce the same game multi. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> No, well, I like the thinking. I, mean, my, I like the thinking too. My Because my f- then you've got uh, regularity. People know ten, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, you're in the casino, there are screens everywhere. They'd be, hey, hey the rugby league's starting. Yeah, quiet. Wah, 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 wah. You know, a few sticks burning, da-da-da-da-da, whatever. People getting their money out, queue it up. I'm getting this same game. I'm betting on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, all of a sudden. All of a and sudden. And now we cross to Alley Giant Stadium for yes. kickoff. Bam. Yeah, that's right. That, that's right. And they'd take the local callers. They might listen to Andrew on radio. Oh, they would. They, they would, would. They would. Until yeah. they got up to speed and then they'd probably want their own. That's right. Yeah, I'm not yeah, opposed to that. They'd no, be call, no, no, no. They'd call it off screen. They would. They, they, they would. Uh, and, uh, look, I do thank the correspondents for some excellent correspondence this week. Uh, keep it coming. Yeah. We'll take a short break. Lodging on the Blind Side is again sponsored by the Queensland Pig Shooting Association, the New South Wales Duck Shooters Confederation, and the Australian Shotgun Museum, Tamora, New South Wales. Now, <clears throat> this was a stunning turnabout for State of Origin where we thought everything was proceeding, you know, with some certainty. Yeah. Yeah. And Phil Gould is being reconsidered for a return to State of Origin 
or the State of Origin fold as head coach Brad Fittler, as head coach Brad Fittler prepares a complete sweeping overhaul of his staff in a bid to keep his job at the helm of the New South Wales Blues. Now, the worrying bit is, is Phil Gould is being considered for a return. Who by? Yeah. Where's this coming Because this is what Freddie's suggesting. Fiddler was this because Freddie gave his report to the, uh, the well, New South Wales Rugby week. League? No, no, it was yesterday. Yesterday, yesterday. Yeah. and the whole idea was we understood Ivan Cleary was going to be in, and yeah. uh, you know, obviously just sitting behind him, sitting behind him, and yeah. other people, other luminaries, some yeah. of whom may or may not get up, like Wayne Bennett. Yeah. He's unattached at the moment. And but Cam could, Smith hasn't committed ca- yet. No, Cam Smith hasn't committed either. Yeah. And um, I, I thought that if you could get those four heads and bang them together, you'd yes. have a great start. Yeah, but I don't know about as I might have mentioned before. I don't know about Phil Gould being Okay. But, but is Freddie suggesting that Phil Gould is the head coach? Wow. So Phil would sit where Freddie's sitting and Freddie would sit up two seats behind where Cleary sits. Well, it sounds to Is that how it's going to work? Well, it's a bit un, unformed, this idea. Fittler outlined his plans for the future of New South Wales Rugby League Board on Friday morning, informing Blues directors of his plan to completely change his staff... Yes. ...in an attempt to end Queensland's dominance under the Maroons. You know, have I... Completely change his star. Except himself. Except himself. Yeah, but, well, no, if he's suggesting Phil becomes oh, him and he becomes Cleary. Oh, sorry, yes. Well, oh, that's that, got some sense oh, to okay, it. Oh, okay, sorry, I misunderstood where yeah. you were going with that. So Gus is back in control. Gus is back as head coach. And Fittler's and idea. Fittler's the new Cleary sitting behind. Gus. Sitting behind Gus with a clipboard. Although I don't know if Cleary had a clipboard. Can't remember. No, I think he can remember. We'd have a to look bit. at the footage. Yeah. Now, Fittler's advisor, Greg Alexander, confirmed on radio mm. on Friday morning that he had opted not to return for a seventh series. Right. So, so he's he, out. Re- he, retire- he resigned before he was sacked. Indeed. Right. Uh, now, he was obviously told by which way the wind was blowing by, you know, the earthing man. Yes. Uh, now, apparently. Uh, Paul McGregor, Danny Badaris and Andrew Johns will also not be coming back. I mean, it's a complete change of staff. It's a complete staff change here. of staff apart from what, one. Exactly, and you wonder what the uh, the board here, who, yeah. who buy that lot, yeah. um, think thought of it all. Right. Uh, now, if Fittler is given the job again, uh, they're pro- prioritising their other work commitments. Now, do you sense that... <sighs> There are other work commitments. What what does Brandy do? A bit of radio and TV. Can work, I say he? other work commitments that don't involve working with Freddie? I guess so. Is that what you read? Yeah, that's as I read it. But that's a bit tricky because doesn't uh, doesn't Andrew Johns work with Freddie on, on the on Fox, the TV show? I think so. It's understood head conditioner. I think that Danica talks to the pair of them. I think on Sunday mornings or something, doesn't she? Oh, it could easily be. I think so. Yeah. Does that mean that's not happening anymore? Oh, I hope that's so. a great show. They're sitting on a lounge and they talk about, well, when they're not dozing off, they, they talk about... Is that Rugby League 360 or that's a separate... Oh, that's a separate show. I don't know yeah. what it's called. Rugby League Truth. Let's, I don't know. Yeah, let's, let's call it let's that. Let's say that's what it's called. So it's understood head conditioner Hayden Knowles will also be part of the new setup. Hayden Knowles? Yeah. Hayden Knowles. Any relation? To Karen Knowles. <laughs> have to be. Now, it means Fittler <laughs> is in the process of piecing together a fresh Blues Brains Trust with Gould raised as the potential replacement for Alexander. How about oh. here's a name that hasn't entered calculations, Braithen Astor. Braithen Astor, yes. Now, yes. change was expected, but he's understood even the Blues hierarchy was stunned by the extent of the alterations. By Understood by who? Hmm. I mean, there's a lot of questions to be asked here. Yes. Who's running this show? Yes. 
As a result, they have uh, delayed any decision of Fittler's future until right. next week to give him them f- time to fully comprehend the, and consider the changes. Consider the changes, yeah. Well, what, what was uh, well, sh- what, what was Graham Alexander's role? Was he part of the selection committee, HG, or was he a skills coach, or what did he do? I, I think he was a sounding board. Sounding board. You know. <clears throat> and yeah, do you think this will work sort of thing? Yeah. In oh, the way yeah, that, that might work. In the yeah. way that Jonathan Thurston works with the Queensland people. All oh, right. You know, do, do you think, yeah, exactly. Do you think this will work? Oh, yeah, maybe. right. Have you thought of something else? Tell me when you do. Yeah. Well, was that too onerous for Brandy to do? I don't think so. But remember, of course, he's... And, is it, and Gus is going to think this is beneath his dignity to, to just be a sounding board. Well, as he... I mean, he was the head coach at one stage. I think you've yeah, a bit of a, you know, you've tumbled that he is the head coach in the same way as Adam Reynolds is the head coach of the Brisbane Broncos. Well, we know that. That's that's a fact. But I didn't know Gus was working. But how's Gus going to be able to fit all this in? I thought that they. I thought, yeah, I Gus thought they were down man. on people who had. He's got uh, to do that six tackles with Gus thing. Is that still going? Oh, I think that's still going. And he's running Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. And weren't they down on people doing two jobs, as in yeah. working for the New South Wales? I think they were state of origin team and yeah. having a club commitment. Well, that's right. But, well, and when when is the New South Wales Rugby League going to decide thumbs up or thumbs down? on the Fittler plan, and what's their plan B? Well, If they say, oh, no, Freddie, we don't think this is going to work, who do they turn to? Yeah, I know. Well, I suppose they've got plenty of people who they could turn to, whether they'd be any good or not yeah. is a separate issue. Right. Now, remember I just mentioned that they're delaying the decision until next week to give them time to fully comprehend. All right. And consider the changes. Fully comprehended? How complex is it? <laughs> they're going. We're bringing in him. Where does he sit? <laughs> <laughs> okay, the suggestion that Gould is in the mix would give the Blues plenty of food for thought given he, he, the sway he has held at origin and continues to wield in the NRL as the Bulldogs. Yeah, but, uh, it, yeah, but that's yeah, a but madness. It is He's madness. got two jobs. Well, maybe all we can see Gus doing is, A, finding Bluey the dog should he still be alive oh, and, and bringing him in. And unearthing. Bring him into the box, sit yeah. behind Freddie, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Good thoughts, Chloe. <laughs> now, the other thing is, mm. isn't he down to do the report into the Tiger Town problems? Gus. Well, you know, they've got a they've got a, the idea they're gonna have a review of yeah. rugby league. Only one person can can do that. To, <laughs> that's right. He's yeah. ticketed to do it. Right. Remember the success at St. George? Yes, I do. I do. Yeah. Well, that's worked wonderfully for them. Yeah. So much so they've had to approach Mark Taylor for advice. Yes. Uh, now, uh, Tim from Upper Caboolture suggesting uh, all Fittler needs is someone sitting in the box with him constantly burning sticks. <laughs> well, that's probably right. But I, and I don't know if Gus is the one to do that. I've never seen Gus with a lighter. I don't know how he'd handle it. No, it's an onerous job. Onerous job. And the trouble is, I mean, I don't want to put the knock on the bloke, but often... He can be forgetful because he's got a lot of things to think about. Too and many so, things to think about. Someone's so, wondering, what's the current pay rate for a sounding board? <laughs> Good question. question. Yeah. Now. I assume you do it for nothing. I mean, they do it for Brandy would have done that for nothing. I'm sure, assuming Freddie'd be doing this for nothing. I mean, it's volunteer work, isn't it? Well, Freddie... You put your hand up. You, you, I mean... See, Freddie gets perks out of it. You're paid for spiritually. It's a spiritual oh, payment, Exactly. Isn't it? I was going to say, and Freddie must get something out of it. The perks include Hogs for the Homeless. Yeah. I don't know if that great charity is still going. Yeah. Remember they went out well, to... Well, let's say it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wentworth. 
Uh, That's right. They introduced stick burning throughout New South Wales. They did. And they've got a lot of people still doing it. They do. And, of course, the great thing was, was he discovered that people hated New South Wales blues because they never won. That's right. He's helped turn that around slightly. That's right. I think he's got a 50-50 win Lost right he does. Now, he? Hmm. he does. He does. Now, speaking yeah. of winning, have you, yeah. unless you've got more on no, the no, no, origin. No, no, that's fine. Yep. Okay. The, oh, sorry. Before you do, Matt from Herbie ba- Harvey Bay says, thought you'd be interested to hear that Horse Racing Ireland has introduced a program called The Road to Racing in primary schools throughout the country. Wow, The Road to the Racing. The Road to Racing. What a great idea. Should we adopt that immediately? Of course we should. It's the time of year when it comes into its own. Yes. Maybe it's a spring thing. You know, the spring carnival's covered by road to racing and then... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be a little more bald about it. I'd call it the road to being a millionaire. (laughs) (laughs) The surface of the lake was calm, and yet it was obvious that NRL secrets lurked in that deep black swamp. Secrets Volandis knew about and could only be revealed on the bludge. Now, just mentioning that um, PNG Australia Prime Minister's 13. Yep. Now, did you see the images of the Australian team arriving? I did. They, now, it was I, wonderful. I, wonderful. And I immediately thought that's got to be reproduced in Vegas. Yes. That's what we want in Vegas. It is just people People everywhere. everywhere. They couldn't get out of the airport. That's right. And they Such was the excitement. The excitement. And let's yep. face it, I don't think they d- did a big campaign saying the Aussies are coming. No, they didn't. On television. No, the they word just, just spread. Indeed. The word indeed. spread. Remember, of course, rugby league is the number one sport or the national sport in Papua New Guinea. That's right. That's and right. this will strengthen the Prime Minister, the Australian Prime Minister's hand yes. in wanting a NRL team to be based somewhere. Exactly. In the Pacific there. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, yep. I mean, ideally, actually, we want the rugby league players, once they arrive in Vegas, to be received in the same way someone like Taylor Swift is received when she arrives in Australia. That's that's the level of excitement we want. Perfect. Now, speaking of uh, not quite that standard, but... Um, um, Sorry, Wade in Yandina is saying, uh, should Gus become New South Wales head coach with Freddie sitting behind Gus, Ivan sitting behind Freddie, then who sits behind Ivan? Well, that's where I'm thinking Wayne Bennett. Oh. You know, uh, Cam Cam Smith, Smith, et cetera. So as we get the insight into the... Yes. See how... I can see that. ...professional it would be. Yep. Now, speaking of um, shows... And rugby league. Uh, look, Dennis Carnahan's got his review of uh, the season, the 2023 review, all next week at the Bridge Hotel in Balmain. So, Good. if you want to see a rugby league on song, so yes. to speak, the Bridge Hotel all the week, leading up to the Festival of the Boot next weekend. Yep. Now, in preparation to play the Penrith side last night, mm. there was a weird thing happened. Was that the Bellamy, who's mm. no stranger to innovation, look at his tackling record oh, and his wrestling record. That's right. Had the uh, opposing Storm players, like their players who weren't in the number one team, mm. dress as Penrith players mm. to do the opposing work. So as when they started playing, right. play the ball, all of a sudden they looked up and they saw something that was going to be familiar to them on the big night. These are the Storm players. Right. Yes. Sadly, it worked a little too well. Yes. And they uh, thought, well, mm. they beat us at yeah. training. They might as well beat us again. <laughs> So, yeah. so 56 to 4 was the result. That's not right. 38 no, to 4 38 was the result. 6 or whatever it yeah. was, was the result. Yeah. Did grass ever come up with a stupid wheeze like that? Never. No. 
Never. It's demeaning, isn't it, to the place? To imagine, HG, as shamrocks, we would have been asked to wear, say, orange sims. Gear. Gear. During, I mean, it's, it just would never happen. And pe- Never happened. I mean, that is just, uh, I mean, so it's madness, isn't it? I mean, it's white flagism. It is. It's, I it's white up. flagism. I've run out of It's ideas. unlike Bellamy to come up with something. I mean, maybe Bellamy's time, you know, it's a bit like the, the whatever ha- whatever's happened to Munster, the magic's gone. Yes. It's gone. Yes. Yeah. Now, where it's gone, I don't know. But it's it's just gone. Maybe it's happened with Bellamy. I mean, I hate to say it, but these time time is a weird thing. It is, and remember, time, the time can rob. Time can rob. It, is. it does, and of course, that, in in time is tied. Remember too, so the tide seems yes. to be going out on the storm. Yes, and they're going to have to do something—a rebuild. Is that rebuild, what you rebuild? Yes. Suggesting? Well, they're going to work on their attack, haven't they? They're going to work on their passing, and the trouble is with their. With their um, non-number one team, yeah. none of them look like Ivan Cleary or no. To'o or, no. you know, Luai or anybody like no, that. No, they don't. Or Yo. Yeah. None of them look like them at all and they know that. Yeah. So what are they doing here? Yeah, that's right. <coughs> that, that's right. Now, it was a sad old night for the storm and it's not, it's not going to accelerate the development of rugby league in Victoria. No. That's the important thing. Yeah. 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 But that's true. The people who think, all of a sudden, why bother? Yeah, they're New South Wales all over again. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, I was taken by here that uh, changed the subject here to something which we don't talk much about, but could it be golf month? Didn't Janet tell us it was golf month last month? Ah, could it Well, let's be? say this month's golf month. Okay. I, don't, I mean, I'm How about quite this? open about it. I, I, every golf week, month's a every month fish. should be golf month, yeah. in my view. Okay, the Australian Open will have a splash of celebrity off the course as well as on the course this year when golf tragic and, wait for it, celebrity chef Michael Weldon feeds the masses. Michael Weldon is at a hey, golf course. He's going to be serving up things. He's Weldon uh, Ma, uh, from MasterChef. Farm to Fork fame, plays off 10 at Kingston Heath, but his ability around the green pales in comparison to his kitchen skills. Right. Weldon will be at the Open where he will design and develop a menu that takes spectators on a journey right across New South Wales. Wow. While you're watching the golf. Yeah, the specially designed menu will uh, be featured in the Stonehaven Bridges and Champions Suites at the tournament, which will be hosted by the Australian Golf Club and the Lakes Golf Club from November the 30th. What a fantastic idea. I mean, this has got to be the influence of uh, Liv on uh, the PGA, you'd imagine, HG. Because, I mean, Liv came up with those great ideas, Uh, you know, your party hole, um, your nude hole, of course, there's your vomiting hole. Your beatbox hole. Your beatbox hole. They're all great. Yeah. (laughs) So this is a sort of feed-your-face hole. Well, I... Which is a great idea, and if someone like Michael Weldon is... Punching out, what's it going to be? Uh, sort of like sausage rolls and stuff. Well, party pies. Party pies. The difficulty is that it's going to be will be featured in the Australia, etc. Well, it's going to be taking people on a, on a journey, journey right across the, the state of New South Wales or the state so, of Victoria. Because I thought it was in the uh, one of the sand, sand belt holes. Yeah, you're right there. The Heath, Kingston the Heath, Heath. Kingston Heath. Yeah. Well, they're not going to be interested in New South Wales food, are they? Well, they might be. I don't know. You suggesting something like, say. I don't know, something from Portland. From Portland. The Warrnambool. Yes. Gets a look in. Sure. Not sure, maybe flooded Portland, uh, Warrnambool or uh, Portland flooded. Right. Uh, Then you might go up, uh, Mm. let's see, Shepparton. You might get lamb out of Shepparton. Yeah. Uh, Fruit. 
True. You know, from up on the river. Yeah, yeah. Or he might be introducing New South Wales stuff. Like a lobster to roll. To a largely Victorian palate oh. who may not have tasted. Say our Murray Cod. Our Murray Cod. I don't know. No, no, no. I'm speculating along with you. I'm fascinated by the idea. But it's a fascinating idea, isn't it? And can you still watch the golf while you're eating HG? I think so. Yeah, I think that would be a must-take, that the golf is still available. Okay. Now that's a wonderful thing, isn't it? It is just coming to the uh, Davis Cup. Let's go over a few issues here. Yes. Is um, you asked last week... Oh, by the way, Davis Cup legend, I'll begin this way, mm. Leighton Hewitt has launched a scathing attack on the competition's format after last year's runner-up Australia stamped their ticket to the finals. Mm. This is in Sneesby's rag. Yes. What doesn't uh, you like about the format? Well, I don't know. It's a round-robin format. Round-robin. The International yeah. Tennis Federation scrapped the Davis Cup home and away and best-of-five set structure in yes. 2019 after striking a $3 billion 25-year deal with ex-Barcelona football star Jared Piquet's Cosmos Group. Oh, okay. I didn't didn't know that. No, I didn't know the Cosmos Group was interested in tennis. Th- well, they've certainly um, got Maybe they've involved. got the Hopman Cup as well. They may own the we Hopman Cup. We don't know what happened to the Hopman Cup, how it escaped our clutches. Although, thinking about it, I think Paul McNamee might have been the organiser of the Hopman Cup. Okay. So maybe he owned the, the right intellectual to property. Yes. Maybe. Look, um, this is sort of... The 2019 finals were held exclusively in Madrid, Spain. Mm-hmm. Decades of tradition of matches were reduced to the best of three sets, ties one day instead of three, but underwhelming crowds, particularly involving visiting countries, have been a theme in recent, in the years since, so no one wants to go. Right. So tweaks uh, were made after Cosmos still collapsed in January this year, including round-robin group matches being played this week in Bologna, Man- Manchester, Valencia and Split. Right. However, the home and away format of five set matches has not yet returned, has have not returned much to Leighton's chagrin. Yeah, well, Leighton loved a five set match. Well, who doesn't? I mean, if you love tennis, you want to play five sets, don't you? you do. <laughs> now, apropos of nothing, mm-hmm. Novak Djokovic, who originally supported the new Davis Cup format, and Stan Wawrinka also called for changes this week. But Davis Cup committee chairman and Australian doubles great Mark Woodford. Oh, yes. Wants patience. He wants patience? Woodford believes the hyper-focus on Cosmos has masked the problems that plague the old Davis Cup structure, including player and national association complaints. Now, you asked last week whether Mark Woodford was in charge. Well, he is. He is. He's not good. Well, it's in safe hands there. Where do we uh, think Todd's not involved, though. Well, thank goodness for Unless that. Unless Todd's a sounding board, maybe he sits a couple of seats behind him. <laughs> Mark can turn around and say, what do you reckon? <laughs> okay. So Tilly, very QT. Yeah. But Woodbridge and Woodford, especially Woodford, very hands-on. Right. Now, Simon yes. uh, on the text says, uh, on a tennis note, I just left Sydney Olympic Park Tennis Centre where I work and can report that Leighton Hewitt quietly was watching his son Cruz going through a hard yakka training session and in his view, the Davis Cup, will be in very good hands in the future with young Cruz Hewitt. Well, what an excellent Isn't observation that, that is. Yeah. Because it does take as you a certain stature to play Davis Cup. Of course it does. And it's it's got that sense of, mm-hmm. you know... Well, you've got to have an Aussie heart. Yeah, I'm perfectly put. I couldn't have put it better myself. Yeah. I was thinking of, you know, mm. somebody who understands, say, Queensland. Queensland, yes. You know, why they're so good at rugby league. Yes. Why state of origin always ends up there. How weak New South Wales is. That's Bluey right. the dog, et cetera. Et cetera, et cetera. You n- need to know all those you things. You've got to. Hmm. 
Now, where do you stand now on the dismissal of uh, Dave Rennie from the Wallabies setup? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people. Well, it was always headline. mysterious, wasn't it? Yeah, when Rennie walked out, it was the a sort door, of dark at night, like night of the long knives. Perfect, wasn't perfect. it? Perfect. I couldn't put a better myself. Night of the long knives. So when Rennie walked out the door, the Wallabies' cup hopes weren't far behind. That, well, that's true. And so now we've got this terrible. Yeah. Problem where I'm reading headlines, it's never too early to begin the task of World Cup redemption. Oh, never too early. What, for World Cup in 50 years' time? Still stinging from their shock. This is a report in the Murdoch papers. Mm -hmm. Still stinging from the shock of their Fiji loss. Rugby World Cup and the Wallabies have been warned. There's no time to waste wallowing in self-pity after the players admitted their performances were not good enough. Right. Uh, the brutal message from head coach Eddie Jones to his players and staff has been simple but necessary. Just get on with the next game. Just get on with the next game. Well, what else can Eddie do, I suppose? <laughs> well, there's calls for Hooper and Cooper to come back. Yes. Are you, are you Well, Eddie's us? not going to resign. I mean, he's not, the thing he's about Eddie is, I mean, I mean he's going to put a stick in the sand that says I'm stupid and people are going to say, well, do you want to shift that stick, Eddie? No. <laughs> but it says you're stupid. Yeah. Well, maybe I am. Yeah, what are you going to so, do about it? Yeah. We're going to shift the stick, Eddie. Don't you touch that stick! Can we burn it? Sure. (laughs) Common question. What happened to the Gould Inquiry into St George? A report of the Gould Inquiry's findings was never made public. The club has declined to acknowledge that a report was ever made. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, coming back to this problem with the Wallabies, look, I read that thing, it's never too early to begin task of World Cup redemption. How about this one? Once loved sport, mm. once loved sport, a once loved sport has fallen down a deep, dark hole. This is rugby. Rugby. I suppose it has in a way, <coughs> hasn't it? Now, but it's a hole of its own digging, isn't they, it? They, they're just still in there with the spades. They are. So uh, they are. R- rugby... One, once they... Uh, Took those uh, posts down at Concord Oval. That was that oh. was it, wasn't it? That, that was the symbol of the death of Australian, of Australian rugby. rugby. And I've got to say, what a shocking image to be sending over to the boys in foreign fields. Yes. I mean, it's all very well. You can go to the Monash Centre all you like. Yeah. But it doesn't help your rugby. No, it doesn't. Might make, might make you feel good about, you know, mm. relatives, et cetera, who are here sure. in 1914 or 1915 it might have been. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't help, you no, know. doesn't help. Understanding if mm. the ball's going to bounce. Yeah. Well, that's right. I mean, I, I, I saw that. I know the incident you're referring to, actually. They was got a was, it was it. a box kick, went up. Three Aussies were there, three Wallabies were there, ready to catch the ball, and each Wallaby waited for the other Wallaby to catch the ball. Meanwhile, the cunning Fijian, Fijian decided, oh, looks like these Wallabies aren't interested in catching this ball. Oh, well. I might catch it and run and score a try. Exactly what happened. Couldn't and that's exactly himself. what happened. And then they started blaming each other. It was yours, it was yours, it was yours. I mean. I know. That was the death of rugby there. So Rugby Union Australia has a massive identity crisis. Not identity just, crisis? Yeah. Well, not, that's right. They, they were Qantas and now they're Cadbury. <laughs> and no. R.M. Williams getting some old players and sitting them down and putting these stuff on them. And they look stupid. <laughs> now, not under... Not an, hang on, wait a minute. Not just an underperforming team at the World Cup. The entire Wallaby side could walk down George Street in civilian clothes any day of the week and not be recognised. But that's hardly a skill yeah. to be a Wallaby. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that's sure. nonsense talking like that. Yeah. 
The rugby union has fallen off the cliff at all levels from grassroots to super rugby. <laughs> super rugby. I don't think Australia has had a team in the finals in super rugby ever. I could be wrong so. about that. I may, maybe Canberra did once. And, and uh, the Wallabies now, then on it goes. Now barely ca- anyone cares. This sport has been ba- poorly managed at all levels. GPS schools were once, uh, you know, where yes. it goes. Yeah. Anyway, is coming it back. Is still being played in the GPS schools? I don't actually, think I suppose so. It, oh, I suppose it's not. Yeah, no. they, 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 that's not They've seen part. reality. They've, 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 they've <laughs> crystal balls. Look they've in the future the and world. rugby doesn't appear there. Yeah, okay. and parents aren't sending their kids to these schools because they've got a great rugby Program. Program, no. Now. Now, Dan is wondering, uh, I'm a bit confused, he says, are we burning sticks or Sticky Stewart in support of rugby union? No, well, no. no. I'm not suggesting burn Ricky Stewart. No, neither Surely. am I. I think that's wrong. If I think that's wrong if, and it's a crime. <laughs> if we've suggested that, yes. then that's a, that's a big failure on our Big failure on our behalf. And our behalf. If that was in any way communicated, Can, well, I apologise, but I don't think it was. Now, when we use the word sticky, we often add... AKA. Yes. It. Did we ever mention burning sticks, AKA? No. No, we didn't. No, and and there, often was, goes, and there was no E on the stick. <laughs> it was just sticks, not sticky. Now, and then it usually goes, AKA, the angry ant, yeah. AKA, angry, AKA, Carlos Smith, and yeah. it runs along like That'd that. That'd be different if you it said. Guys, would be different. That's right. The police would be here arresting <laughs> They would. They would, and quite rightly. Yeah, and we'd go. And we'd go and say, yeah, fair, fair cop. Fair cop, my lad. Yep, guilty as charged. I mean, I, I mean, were I you just... suggesting that Sticky Stewart should be burnt? Yes, I was. Why? To help rugby union. Okay. Can I just say I agree with you? Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Get the right result every time you book in for an HIA appointment. Use the system that keeps the Bludge team on the park. <laughs> That's the do-it-yourself HIA test with the results confirmed by the quack who knows a bang to the head. Dr. Comatose Verstappen. Just ring the hotline on bludging on the blind side. Back to the redemption story. Mm. Uh, Already under fire, Jones is leaving nothing to chance, waking before sunrise each day as he plots Australia's way to victory. I assume he's talking about the match against Wales. I have to be honest with you, I've worked with him for five years and he's sharp every day, said scrum coach Neil Hatley. Gee, Hatley's doing his job, isn't he? (laughs) He'd be unrecognised. Yes, I bet Hatley could walk down George Street and be totally ignored. That's not blowing smoke up his ass. He's just that sort of individual. He leaves no stone unturned. Well, my doesn't first, it show? Doesn't it show? My first message came through at about 4.30 this morning. That's how he works. Well, maybe if he got some sleep. Exactly. Some ideas might bubble up yes. about what to do. Yes, I didn't realise he was sleep deprived. Unless but, he goes to bed really early. I don't know. Oh, no, that's true. I don't true. know the, the Jones circadian rhythms at all. <laughs> I mean, they... he might go to bed at six at night. See, the great thing is... In which case, he's out of touch. Yeah, people don't do that Don't anymore. do that. I mean, no. he's got to give, live in the real world. Yeah, people just Try and be normal. Try and be normal. Try and be normal and, and re- relate to his players as normal people uh, who love their rugby, one assumes. Well, can I just say <clears throat> they've got a lot of problems, but the one great thing about it is the more they lose, the more we write about them. Yes. And so there must be something in... Yeah. You know, in, well, there must be a reason Cadbury's are sticking by him, HG. Yes, true. I, mean? I haven't thought of that. They might have signed a deal when they looked as though they might win a game. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or, you know, win something at the World Cup. But from the Cadbury's point of view, as long as we're talking wallabies, I, I guess they don't care. No, people think and wallabies. And people are talking wallabies. Whether the wallabies are happy with the, what people are saying or not is a separate issue. But Cadbury's have got to be happy. And remember, of course, that rum and raisin, which was hard to move. I mean, we've mentioned that a couple of we times. We have. People think, oh, Cadbury's wallabies, wallabies, rum and raisin. rum and raisin. And they see that oh, as... Has that been leaving the shelves, has it, actually, the rum and raisin, the, as a result my, of the loss to Fiji? <laughs> My operatives in the space suggest mainly due to comments on bludging on the blind side. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Now, where do we go to from here? Uh, Jones has copped a pasting for his controversial decision to use youth over experience. Mm. And while his gamble hasn't paid off yet, Hatley is adamant it was the right call. Eddie this has, is a scrum coach, Hatley. Yeah, scrum coach invisible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the invisible man. Eddie mm. has a much had a much closer look at what he, where he believes Australian rugby is and what it needs to move forward. So I've got a huge amount of faith. But the difficulty was he mm. came in, got the job, mm. fired everybody, yeah. and he's left with a predictable mess. Yes. Because he, the only way to go forward was largely to try and do it slowly, hasten slowly. Yes, I think that's right. That's right. I mean, ideally you want what we used to call a blend of youth of oh, and experience. Perfect. Perfect. And there's a reason. There's a reason for it. You mm. do need the experience. You know, mm. some of these young kids, who've, or some of them have never been overseas. Some of them haven't played test matches before. Some are just getting, you know, wearing the Wallaby Guernsey for the first, first time. time. So it helps to have someone who's worn it before, who knows what it's like, so you can say to them, you know, in your dressing room or if you're billeted with them or in the hotel room, you know, what can I do in this situation or what would you suggest, you know, what if, what if I find myself in this position? And then someone like Quade Cooper or someone like that would be able to say, oh, well, this is what you've got to do. See, experience. You see. And you can't go to Eddie because he, he, hasn't got it. he hasn't got it. No, you know, the advice that would be. Well, well you'd never often. get Eddie awake anyway because he sleeps at those odd times. You never know when he's asleep. And, of course, the, the great thing is um, grab the ball and run forward is the best advice. I think it is great advice. Yeah, no. And so often you forget that. You exactly. panic. Mm. You know, the ball's in the air. There are oh, three of them standing there. What am I going to do? Oh, it's yours. It's yours. It's mine. I wish, mine. I, wish, I, wish, I wish Quaid was here. Yeah. I wish Quaid. Or John yeah. Eels. That's, or John Eels. Mm. What would John Eels do? Why wasn't John Eels sent over with them? I don't know. You know, just to act as someone to talk to. What do you do in this situation? Yeah, what do you do in this There's situation? There's three of us yeah. going for the ball. Do we call out? Anyway, yeah, anyway, all these and other questions will be answered this time next week on Bludging on the Blind Side on Festival of the Boot Weekend. It'll be a big weekend. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.